time for our second hour roundtable on America Can We Talk with Debbie Georgiatis. More talking truth about America. And welcome back. And thanks so much for tuning in to the fastest two hours of my week. I hope it's a fun two hours for you. I'm Debbie Georgettis, America Can We Talk on my Right View Roundtable. Uh, we just talk politics, whether we're here or not, so they might as well come in and talk. Jenny McGarry, Mari Sullivan. And I want to change the subject entirely. And first, if you're listening on Facebook Live, thank you for listening on Facebook Live. We love doing Facebook Live. It's a fun way to watch the show. Okay. Um, I want to turn topics to DACA. And uh, we've talked about it, of course, many times in the show. But now DACA, which is um, the uh, deferred, I can't remember the name of it, deferred action on childhood arrivals, is the basic idea. And to give quickest background, which was President Obama, I think it was in 2012, issued an order saying he could not get Congress to do what he wanted them to do on this issue. President Obama could not get Congress to pass a law that basically said, if you are here in America and you entered as a child because your parents brought you in through no fault of your own, that you could have some protected status and be protected against the possibility of being deported. Congress wouldn't do that. So President Obama did and what is a clearly illegal executive order. Uh, just wrote an order saying, yeah, they can stay. And you could register. And then once you registered, you could stay. So this was unconstitutional. President Trump ran on, and we talked about this last week, ran on rescinding DACA and and said he would do it the first day, but he got around, so he just did it. And so he's rescinded DACA, but he's given in six months to Congress for them to come up with a solution for these people who, the argument is, you know, they didn't really cross the border illegally, their parents did, and, you know, how can we be fair to them? So here's my right view roundtable question, which will probably go in the next segment, but this is our top-of-the-hour question for Jenny and Mari. Now, the fate of DACA is in the hands of Congress. Should they do nothing, which would mean they'd create no new legal status for these children. And these weren't, by the way, some of these DACA people are in their 40s now. Do you realize that? This is not children. These are people who've been here a long time, but they're not children. Okay. Create no new legal status for them so that DACA dreamers are in the same position they were before Obama's unconstitutional DACA order. So they have no legal status and they're subject to deportation. That's choice one. Choice two, create a new legal category for them that temporarily protects them from deportation, but makes clear that they have no path to legal citizenship unless they follow existing immigration laws and begin the citizenship application process. So, you know, basically make them illegal, let them go, you know, protect them while they're here, but not make them citizens until they follow the law. Number choice three permit them to circumvent the existing laws about how to apply for citizenship and just grant them amnesty, immediate citizenship, choice three or four, something else. What should Congress do? Huge issue in Congress. And this is really a test of Trump's, you know, assertiveness and strength in actually following through and rescinding DACA. So who wants to go first over there? Okay. (laughs) Well, what I remember is Obama on Univision saying in 2010, I am not a king. And I can't just do amnesty. Congress is the one to act. Then in 2012, presidential election year, here's DACA and giving these kids amnesty. He became king. He became king. And I remember seeing train loads of children with kids on top coming to America from Central America to cross the border to become citizens. This was a carrot for these kids getting out of countries with horrible conditions ruled by communist, socialist tyrannies where people have no voice. So then what happens? America sees these kids. They go into these centers. The government, it's it's all right, nothing to see here. It's okay. And they're dispersed, 
and Texas and California primarily. And I'm looking at this with my fellow Americans thinking, oh, my gosh, this is lawless behavior. What happened to the Constitution and the separation of powers and the fact that Congress legislates and creates laws, not the president with a pen Amen. and a phone? And the other thing is uh, we're silenced. We're constantly silenced because if you say anything, it's not because you're concerned about your sovereignty and is this good for the country, is this good for our economy, is this good for these kids. It's dangerous. And then they get here and they become a permanent underclass. These are all things I'm concerned about. So if you are concerned about these things like I was, I was thrilled to vote for Donald Trump. And I loved what Jeff Sessions said when he announced that they were reversing this Obama policy, DACA policy. And this dovetails to what our, our, the gentleman that just got off the phone. Societies where the rule of law is subject to political whims and personal biases tend to become societies afflicted by corruption, poverty, and human suffering. And that's what Obama did. He created this, and it's created human suffering and whimsical behavior by the President of the United States. That's shocking, and that's why Trump got elected. Okay, but what do you think Congress should do? I think we should let these kids stay, but we've got to stop chain migration. It won't apply to the parents that brought them here illegally or sent them on those trains just to come across the border illegally. And it, we also need to stop the incentive of having these kids come into our country or any illegal immigration. So we've got to protect our border and have some security enhancements along with this Okay, we're out of time. I'm so sorry to say. You know what? We in the next break. We'll come at, we're have to go to break because they make me do breaks here. I would just like to talk the whole two hours, but they have to have breaks. So we come back from the break. Uh, I do want to follow up with Mari with one question, then Jenny here. What she thinks the answer is. What should Congress do with DACA? I have an answer too, and you should know what you think too. So come right back. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. 
You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. Attention Ronald Reagan fans, what is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. Welcome back to American Community Talk, and welcome to my Right View Roundtable. I started saying this thing that my Right View Roundtable is because this is a roundtable and because we're right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are. We can Jen- explain that to my children. I would really appreciate it. I'll call them. I'll call them later. Yeah. Um, and I have Jenny. Ma- I'm very glad to have two roundtable people are tonight, Jenny McGarry and Mari Sullivan. And the question I had was, what should Congress do with DACA? And, and Mari, you had so many good points, and 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 historical context. I do want to give you a chance to say, so what should Congress do? Well, Debbie, I know you're going to talk about this too, but Tom Cotton has introduced an act that is called the RAISE Act, Reforming American Immigration for a Strong Economy. And it has several components, but the, the thing that's important to remember is that put Americans and their jobs first. And also, that helps the immigrants here because we don't want a permanent underclass that can never attain the American dream. And that's, that's morally wrong to me, is to have a permanent underclass of illegal immigrants that don't make enough money to get into the mainstream. So I think that the children, this should be a focused act on the children that are the so-called dreamers, 
And in exchange for them having some sort of legal status, protect American jobs, the American economy, and make sure that they can't bring in aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers. They have a nuclear family that would be their wife and their children, and other people don't get chain migration or amnesty. That's that, basically yeah, that an of the important Act. component yeah. of the RAISE Act. Yeah, but you would let them stay with some citizenship or not citizenship? Um, I would like to see some sort of legal status. I mean, we've got to have... We all know that it's critical for people to understand the rule of law is what keeps us prosperous and safe. Okay, wait, wait. And and my point is uh, they've got to be – they've got to learn that America is a system of laws. They've got to be – what am I trying to think? What's that word? Uh, they've got to be the citizenship matters. Uh, but, but Mario, oh, anyhow, so you I can't let, think of the okay. word. All right. Sorry. What would you do, Jenny McGarry? OK, Jenny McGarry has a very different point of view. <laughs> As usual, I'm out there with the strange. I am an immigrant. I did not. I was not born in this country. I was naturalized. I, I had to wait to even step foot in this country. I had to go through all of the administrative things. I had to, and this is as a child, I came to the United States permanently in 1981, I believe. It was May 26th, that's the thing I remember very, very clearly. I had to learn English. I had to get my shots before I could even get on a plane to come here. From where, Thailand? Uh, At the time it was the Philippines, but originally it was Thailand, yes. And... uh, it's it's not fair that other people get that break. It's I mean, I had to learn English. I had to go through all of the ESL classes. I had to understand what civics meant. And so I have a very different point of view on it. Um, my thought is, what do I think will happen versus what do I think needs to happen? Okay, they're here. They're here. We need to either force them into accepting this nation as their home nation and a path to citizenship that they're going to have to move towards. If they don't move towards it in a timely manner, then we need to send them packing back to the country that, of origin. They, um, What will Congress actually do? I think that they'll do one, which is nothing. But they need to have an actual path, and this needs to also have a cutoff time. This doesn't mean that... The people that are children coming to this country today as, you know, all of a sudden they'll get access to being an American citizen. And it does not mean that their father and their mother who are here illegally will automatically get American citizenship. There has to be work towards this because I know I had to work. And I'm telling you, getting the cholera shot, getting the typhoid shot, not fun. (laughs) Okay. So... And that you said you think Congress would number one, you think they'll do nothing. So then these people just end up with no legal status again. But they should do is is I think that they should force them into a position where there there has to be a decision made. Okay. Either you become an American citizen or we send you back. Okay, let's see what Hillary Clinton thinks. We have clip two coming up. I meant it I was gonna play it and then have you guess whose voice it was, but everyone knows her scratchy voice. Okay. Hillary Clinton vote, uh, weighed in on this just a few years ago. We have to send a clear message. Just because your child gets across the border, that doesn't mean the child gets to stay. So we don't want to send a message that is contrary to uh, our laws or will encourage more children to make that dangerous journey. Okay, that was Hillary Clinton in 2014. So I'll make several political points in this. One is, you know, Donald Trump is being eviscerated for saying he's rescinding DACA, putting it back in the hands of Congress. You already have some of the wissy 
wussy Republican leaders, alleged leaders in the House and the Senate saying we've got to make them legalists, just hurry up and do it. And they're just they're ready to surrender. This is the media never piled on Hillary for saying that all the left wing activist groups who support just give them all amnesty. None of those groups piled on Hillary. They let her say things like that. They let her husband say things like that with no consequence. So please do not get sucked up by the media who's just decided this is the the latest effort they have, the latest way they have to undermine and delegitimize President Trump. He's saying, and the American people, I think, got way behind Trump because he was willing to say, we have to have some law. We have to have border. We have to have citizenship standards. So I, I first want to point out that even Hillary agrees they should go home. And, you know, she went on to say, you have to make sure there's some place to go, make sure they have a family, blah, blah. And, and, and she had nice things about, you know, we have to try to help the people in these poor countries uh, have more stability in the countries where they're from. Okay, fine. But the notion is this. We have to, number one, reassert in America that the idea of citizenship matters. It means something. You have to have some legal status to be in our borders. If you are not a citizen... And you don't have one of the various forms of visa, green card type things. You have no legal right to be here. You simply must go home. You must go home. Now, these dreamer folks, I'm going to get off in a second telling you what a really funny column Mark Stein wrote about dreamers and how the left always manages to create link to create acronyms that that just conjure up images of uh, sunshine and butterflies and rainbows and dreamers and 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 all of us. You're like, oh, what about the dreamers? Okay, a lot of these folks. It is true that they did not enter America. Uh, of their own volition. They apparently came here as minors and their parents brought them over. So that aspect of their presence here in America is, is not, uh, is not their fault. Having said that, the attitude of many of these alleged dreamers, these people is a, just an outraged demand. We are never going home. You're going to make us legal. We're here, here to stay. We're Americans. And that lesson better come loud and clear from Congress. No, actually you have no right to stay here. We, the lawmakers will tell you if you have a right to stay here. I want that movement that supports the dreamers, supports the, the DACA thing to get the message, the citizenship Excuse me. Citizenship means something in America. It has to mean something or else just abandon the borders and let the entire planet wander into America and see what happens. We have to reassert that. We have to tell them that we'll decide on your citizenship. And I will say this. Because they are here now, it seems harsh to send them home. Now, you would keep picturing these 21-year-olds or something. A lot of these people are adults. They've chosen to stay in this country year after year after year after year, knowing they have no legal right to be here, knowing they are not citizens, they are not children, they are grown-ups. And the grown-ups, I'm fine with, go home. Find them. And, you know, I, and I know they registered under this, you know, DACA thing that Obama set up. But if you are an adult and you've been here this long, you just need to go home because you, you chose to abandon our law, to ignore our laws, to stay here illegally. You know, if I were hiding out in New Zealand or France or wherever I went off to. I would not think I had a right to stay, but left-wing America has instilled in these people the notion you have a right to stay simply because you're here. You have the right to live here. So on these people, I would say, A, you know, uh, if you're an adult, you have to go home. B, I, or and pick some age. You know, if you've been here for 20 years and, and you know, as an adult, you know what? You, you knew you're breaking the law. But I think we have to say no one gets, none of this group gets any special 
privilege or jumping to the front of the line towards citizenship. Perhaps you give them a period of time, you know, Within three months after the law is passed, you must start your application for citizenship. If you don't start your application by then, and we find you, you go home. You start your application, and your citizenship then is decided like everybody else who tries to come to America. You wait the period of time. You don't get any special rules for it, and you can work yourself towards citizenship. One law breaking, one, you know, breaking a window at a riot someplace, you go home. No law breaking. And the, but the whole notion really of just, it's not just reasserting specific parameters of citizenship is bigger than that. It's reasserting what America is and means. America is a uniquely great country on this earth, and we have to be willing to say that. And if you want to be part of our country, our citizenship, you have to understand you're signing on to the rule of law. You're signing on to limited government. Oh, and by the way, on all these dreamers, no access during this period of application for citizenship. No access to welfare, any handout of any kind. And if you fraudulently apply for that, you're out. We have to send the message. You need to treat this like a treasure, a gift from heaven, and you apply for it in that mentality. We come back. If you believe this, I have more to say. So come right back. Let me tell you about the group Vice President Mike Pence called the most effective grassroots pro-life organization in America. It's the Susan B. Anthony list, and they're the ones who are on Capitol Hill right now, day in, day out, to fight back against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Every day in our nation, abortion takes more than 2,000 innocent lives, almost two every single minute of every single day. And Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion business in the country, committing one-third of all abortions. It's an unspeakable tragedy and a stain upon our nation and our humanity. And it's up to us to do something about it. This is your opportunity to join the team that's leading the charge to end abortion. Go to sba-list.org or Google Susan B. Anthony List now to learn more and start saving lives today. Do you know that one in nearly five United States residents lives in an immigrant household? That we take in more than one million new legal immigrants every year? Studying the impact of federal immigration program is the mission of the Center for Immigration Studies, the nation's only think tank looking at the broad national effect of immigration policy. Whether it's on crime, welfare, national security, or the job market, CIS digs out information about immigration from government sources, translates it into English, and makes it available to the public, the news media, and policymakers in Washington. Check out its work at CIS.org. CIS makes the case for better enforcement against illegal immigration and lower levels of legal immigration in the future. Most other special interest groups pursue the opposite. The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. 
The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties. And in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. Can you hear us now? Can you hear and welcome back to America Can We Talk. Okay, so we have this second hour thing. We always do the top of the second hour, right? Do a roundtable question, and I ask a question, and they each answer in about two and a half minutes, but... This DACA thing is so big, so we're still on that subject, which was our, yes. our because it's important. But I want to say a couple of things about it um, that I really think bear, and I honestly, this is going to come up because the easy thing, the, the typical liberal easy thing to say are all the liberal arguments, well, it's not their fault, they were children, and, you know, America's a big country, we can afford it, or whatever things they have. It's just important to recognize these people, at least the adults, have decided that rule of law doesn't matter, that they're okay being illegal here because they like it better. And, and of course they like it better. You know, of course they like America better. It's a wonderful country. But every time someone who is comes to this country and doesn't have the right to be here and is working, you have to ask the question, is that impacting the ability of American citizens to find work? So the very, very brilliant Senator Tom Cotton, love this guy. I mean, I actually I usually love him. I do love him mostly. But Senator Tom Cotton proposed that instead of just, you know, doing what the left wants, is just surrendering, go, okay, okay, they're all citizens, fine, you know, amnesty. And by the way, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting myself yet again. It is really important to recognize that the Democrat Party sees these DACA people, sees all the illegal aliens who are in this country, as potential voters. This is the story. If they could get everyone who entered America illegally instantly a citizen with the right to vote, they assume all these people would vote because they like lawlessness, so therefore they would vote Democrat. This is what they think. And they think if they keep providing benefits to people, that those people become dependent on the government and therefore vote Democrat. But on, on top of all that, Tom Cotton had a great idea. Instead of just surrendering to the liberals on DACA, He's talking about tying, dealing with these uh, DACA people to the passage of a law, which he proposed, it's actually months ago, the RAISE Mm -hmm. Act. 
And um, he's just basically talking about having tying the raise using the raise act, which stands for reforming American immigration for strong employment. He's tying immigration and employment. He's saying, let's stop bringing so many people here that take jobs away from Americans. So he has the Raise Act, and he's saying, let's just do this all together. We've got six months. Trump gave him six months. This would be a great idea. And this isn't giving a test to the Democrats because if the outcome is the DACA people have a path to citizenship and they're protected— even if they don't have a path to citizenship, if they're protected. But the trade-off is they have to cut all this So immigration. So basically the RAISE Act is about the idea of reducing the overall immigration by about half to America and rebalancing the system toward nuclear family household reunification. So nuclear family only. So retain immigration preferences for spouses and minor children for citizens and legal residents. It would eliminate preferences, get rid of preferences in immigration for adult parents of U.S. citizens, adult siblings of U.S. citizens, unmarried adult children of U.S. citizens, married adult children of U.S. citizens, and unmarried adult children of legal permanent residents. That was a lot to follow. The whole point of it is the Democrats have set up the immigration policy in this country for decades to permit more and more people to come here by having string immigration, which I learned recently is, is a code word. It's like the left says this is one of the uh, racist things. You can't say that. That that's a that's a what's it what's that term they use? It's a it's a whistle. It's a dog whistle. You're just trying to be you know intolerant of minorities. But the left has set this up, and so that once they get someone illegal here with some status, they get to bring you know every lost long chain migration. Yeah, chain migration, and just saying no, we're going to you know. You don't have a right to live here. You don't have a right to bring everybody here you're remotely related to. Very, very limited. And then he's saying, Let, let's cut that deal, change immigration, and then maybe undock give them something towards um, at least a legal status that they can stay here. Right. I thought that was pretty brilliant. Yes, and Trump and Sessions are in favor of it. And they're perfectly willing to have all ideas put on the table. And I think, as you said, Debbie, the Democrats are going to look very obstructionist, and why? This is meant to help the children here, the the, the DACA the recipients. Yeah. It's meant to help the American worker. It's meant to strengthen our economy, our borders, and our sovereignty. Are they going to be obstructionist on all those important What do you points? think the answer to that is yes? Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but, we'll see. Well, but they will lose the argument. I they agree. will lose the argument. But let's have the argument. They never want to talk about the issues. They want to shame and they want to bully and shut the discussion down. We've had enough of that. We've got real problems. Let's get, let's get solutions. Absolutely. No, no, no. I agree with you 110%. My, my thought is, though, is that this is really something that is a regional type of uh, immigration that we're seeing coming in. It's specifically from south of the border that we're seeing this type of chain yep. of immigration. For instance, I know um, people that have immigrated legally to the United States and then work to start bringing their aunts and their uncles, but they're working towards it. That person doesn't even step on a plane until the paperwork's been done and the shots have been done. This is something that we have to look at maybe having one immigration rule that that is for the the entire global immigration into the United States is one thing. But I think we almost have to look at this in a regional way that the way that we are treating the south of the border immigration needs to be different than the way we're treating immigration where it's you can stop the person. There's a barrier to entry. 
Yeah. Physical barrier. Well, I don't know how you're, what you mean by that, but I think in part, Trump, you know, just saying, and maybe that should be the part of the deal that Tom Cotton and the actual conservative strike is, we'll deal with DACA, we get raised, and we get the funding for the wall. We get some security at the southern border, and so we're not going to have this discussion again in five years, and 10 years, and 20 years. Take and it the was, incentive away. Yeah. I'm just yeah. yeah. And, I'm just he, thinking about you know, especially with Asian families. We 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 try to bring everybody over one at a time. You know, we try to bring our grandparents, and 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 the nuclear family is not the way that we usually run our 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 households. So a lot of times that will happen, but it's all through legal means. They can't walk over a border. Yeah. You know, you're making me realize when you say that is part of my just passion on this issue is that I am so sick of the disdainful attitude toward the notion of the rule of law, toward the notion that citizenship means something, toward the notion that somebody, people who entered illegally, even if they didn't, when they were a child, didn't even know they were entering illegally, they just came with a mom. But that notion that I don't have a legal status but they have been emboldened by left-wing advocacy groups to say, it's not just, please, U.S. government, I would appreciate if we could work this out. It is, you darn well better give me status, status make, me, make me legal, I'm staying here, I'm not going home. It's a belligerence that needs to be told. Right. And that, in your case, you're definitely going home. It's got to add, we have to have a notion of respect for law that everyone, everyone has to have in this country. Well, and that's what made our country great, Debbie, is a secure society secured by the Constitution and the rule of law. And as Jeff Sessions said on Tuesday, societies where the rule of law is treasured are societies that tend to flourish and succeed. It is the foundation of our prosperity. We must protect it. And if a, by the whim of a president, all of a sudden all kinds of people have rights of citizenships. There's no assimilation. There's no appreciation for what our history is, how we are the country we are. It is a recipe for disaster, and that's where we're at right now. We sure. I want to throw something else I meant to mention to our happy listeners. Okay. Did you realize that there is a, an individual um, who worked? For, he is a USCIS, which stands for United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, a former official who worked at USCIS. His name is Matt O'Brien, has reported, he's no longer with them, has reported that the fraud rate within DACA meaning the number of people permitted to file and receive the DACA status under Obama's order is 40 to 50 percent fraud. I mean, DACA had some standards to it. You had to have entered a certain point and a bunch of rules to it. But what he reports is that when people come to apply and one of the caseworker who's taking in the case and say, OK, and whatever the questions were when you were born, when you came here, whatever they asked, the person, the caseworker would say, I, mean, I don't think you qualify. He said when those caseworkers would take that case to their superiors, to the decision makers, 98% of the time, the superior decision maker would say, oh, yeah, he's fine. She's fine. Go ahead. Let him in. So he's just saying we don't even know if the people who have official DACA status actually met the qualifications. And, you know, there's something really um, noble and brave about Trump and other people willing to take this issue on because it's one of the many issues tying back to rich higgins in the first hour many issues it's so much easier to just surrender to the mob that is tying back to the first segment the mob that just if you dare question if you dare have a view and speaking of someone who who joined the mob recently i did want to point out uh representative luis gutierrez 
Luis Gutierrez, he's a Democrat from Illinois, he threatened this past Friday, two days ago, that he threatened a government shutdown if the U.S. House fails to pass the DREAM Act to protect these thousands of undocumented, read, illegal aliens. He's threatening government shutdown. Okay, we have like five seconds here. I was just going to say, and I think this leadership from the Democrats is part of the reason why we have these very lawless base groups operating. If Gutierrez can do this and Obama can do these lawless activities, what's to stop the citizens? We'll pick it up after the break. You are so right, Mari. Come right back. On August 2nd, 2006, Debbie Lee was notified that her son, Mark Allen Lee, had been killed, becoming the first Navy SEAL to lose his life in Iraq. She had no choice about the news that was given to her, but she did have a choice how she responded. In response to her son's amazing last letter, she founded America's Mighty Warriors to honor the sacrifices of our troops, the fallen, and their families by providing programs that improve quality of life, resiliency, and recovery. Whether America's Mighty Warriors is hosting retreats for families of the fallen, helping heroes heal who are struggling with traumatic brain injury or post-traumatic stress disorder, providing relaxation at the Heroes Hope Home, stepping in when an injustice is committed, or doing random acts of kindness. As Mark mentioned in his letter, they know the price of freedom and who pays it. Our troops and families of the fallen need your support. Visit americasmightywarriors.org today to learn more. That's americasmightywarriors.org. There's a lot of talk today among media and academia in our culture about everything that is supposedly wrong with America. Political correctness tries to dictate that we must stop thinking that America is exceptional. America's bravest have our back in the air, at sea, and on land. But who has America's back in the culture? In schools, on cable television, in newspapers? It's time to end the greatest prejudice on earth, anti-Americanism. And who makes the case for America? Flag does. Flag is the foundation for liberty and American greatness. Flag has America's back on the cultural battlefield. Flag is a nonprofit battle tank working to change the cultural and media narrative about America. If you think it's time to stand up for America, join the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. Your support of Flag is an investment in the America your children will inherit. Visit their website at flagusa.org and consider donating. All donations are 100% tax deductible. That's flagusa.org. Attention Ronald Reagan fans, what is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer 
force you to violate your beliefs. Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. Alrighty then, welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. My right view roundtable, Mari Sullivan, Jenny McGeary. Both, actually, you're both originals. You're both original in the roundtable. Yeah. Woohoo! Okay, I do want to thank our sponsor for the show. Uh, GC Works is a Dallas based company that performs research in advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry. Could not do the show without them. Unspeakably grateful to GC Works. Okay, so on the break, we talk about what we want to talk about. And there's, you know, I, I, I really do mean to say fastest two hours of my week. I cannot believe it's almost over. And we have a bunch of things we want to hit. So first, we're going to hit on just 9-11. You know, I said last year, I think I've said several years in a row. To me, besides appreciating, again, the valor of the first responders and, you know, expressing just, you know, our compassion for people, for the victims, for their families. The best way to honor 9-11 is to defend America against the threats we face today, to stand up and preserve this country. But I don't know if you have anything on 9-11. Anybody want to add? 9-11 was such a moment in time where somebody was trying to take America apart. And it's the time that we need to stand up and show them that they did not succeed. Amen. Anything to add, Marie, on 9-11? I was just going to say there's going to be a great film coming out in November, The Darkest Hour, and Churchill has words that we have um, got to live by, and that is, when will the lesson be learned? You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. There's a lot of evil in the world, and we've got to have peace through strength. Okay. We lost that with Obama. We sure did lose peace through strength. And on that note, Rich Higgins, actually, one of the things he's written about, and it's in the memo, too, he writes and he deeply comprehends the threat of Islam to America. He is uh, affiliated with Frank Gaffney, Center for Security Policy, and um, is a, uh, you know, brave soul because when you speak up about those things, this left-wing mob we've been talking about this evening, the mob that attacks Everybody who dares to stand up for America, the left-wing mob goes after them. But this Islamist uh, threat, uh, Sharia supremacism, whatever you want to call it, uh, it, it, our head is in the mouth. And so we better stop thinking we can negotiate with it. We better figure out how to cut off its head. Okay, next, we're going to head on Florida. Flooding. Okay, as a small note, Eric and I, my wonderful husband and I, we're going to fly to Tampa on Tuesday. Tampa's now like the, the center of this. It's going yes. to hit tomorrow, I think. And, and so one of my best friends from high school lives there. I think she might be listening. So Valerie, thinking of you. And we're not going to Florida now. We had a kind of business and kind of uh, political activism trip planned. But our thoughts, prayers, and wishes are with everyone in Florida. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. And all of the people that are there. And the the people that thought that the storm was going to go east and it's going west, God bless you guys, and, and, and hopefully your property and your lives will all be intact when this is over. 
That's right. Okay, and I'm sure Florida would be a lot like Texas was, where everyone just rallies around to help. And I made this comment to a liberal recently where I said, you know, when uh, Texas, this horrible you know, hurricane in Houston, I said, you are not going to see people you know, leaving Houston to move to New Orleans, unlike under Katrina, where half of New Orleans moved to Texas. Because the truth is, the American spirit, the self-reliant, can-do, upbeat, yes. we-can-take-care-of-ourselves spirit is alive and well in Texas, and I think it is in Florida, too. And America will... Um, we'll cradle you. We'll, you. we'll yeah. cradle you. When yeah. it comes time, we'll, we'll get there, and we'll, we'll be there for you. Exactly. Okay. Next thing I was going to mention on our run through of things, we still want, I want to hit two call, two stories about, three stories about college campuses, snowflake update. But before I do that, <laughs> today I was talking with Janine Turner, who was supposed to be on with us tonight, and she has something come up. She'd actually reached out to me yesterday and asked to come on to talk about an event coming up in Dallas. And um, so I want to quick share that. She, she could not join us tonight, uh, but Janine Turner, former actress and founder of Constituting America, she has an event in Dallas this coming September 14th, which is this coming week. It is at the uh, Carroll Senior High School in South Lake, in South Lake, Texas. And you can just Google Constituting America, and the event will come up. You can go listen to it. It's a really cool idea. She'll be there moderating a panel, and she's got the original founding fathers there, kind of. She has Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton, Abigail Adams, and Benjamin Franklin represented on a panel talking about America. She is knocking herself out to, to speak up for America. It's a fun, fun panel. I'm going to go. Um, and the second thing is she has a documentary coming out called Social Tyranny, Destroying America's Freedom of Speech. And that will be coming to Texas and other places on September 16th. And it's a documentary by Constituting America. And in Texas, it's going to be in Colleyville at the Studio Movie Grill. So it's called, again, Social Tyranny, Destroying America's Freedom of Speech. Knowing her, it'll be fabulous. Okay, so... Snowflake update. Is there anything else I missed in our list? No, no, no. I want to hear. I want to hear. Okay. So very <laughs> fast. Um, uh, there is a um, two. St- there are two stories that really tell you can make you nervous about the condition of America's campuses. Uh, one is at Berkeley, where okay, so they're flaky anyway. So let's. I'm sorry, my daughter lives in California, and I'm sorry, Leslie, but they're flaky at Berkeley. So anyway, Berkeley um, has. After last year's just unbelievable disaster attempting to bring conservative speakers, the president of Berkeley is saying this is their free speech year, their year to celebrate free speech. They're really going to try. So they're letting Ben Shapiro, former Breitbart editor, and now he's he has a, a deal, um, Daily Wire. Is that it? Yes. Daily right. Wire. Okay. So he's speaking, and he's, you know, he's a young and kind of hip-looking, cool. cool conservative guy. Cool. I have no idea what he's going to talk about, but he's going to go to University of um, Berkeley. Uh, he's going to speak at Berkeley. So the school, I'm not kidding, is offering counseling ahead of time <laughs> to these snowflakes who are triggered by Shapiro visiting. Demi, I feel... These millennials and, and, and people of their age have been abused by our education system, by the media, by the Democrats, and liberal ideology. They actually think that this is an evil country where people can't get ahead. It's ridiculous, and this is the mentality they have. If I told my son, Jeff, there's no way you can get ahead in this world because of the country and it's, 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 the economy's rigged against you— that would be child abuse. I feel these millennials are being brainwashed with negativity every single day of their lives. I just feel sorry for the parents because those kids are never going to be out of their wallets. 
Well, that's true, too. Yes. I, I mean, know. They're, 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 they'll melt. Oh, my gosh. Somebody offended me. I can't go to work today. But the person they on the next desk said, yeah. is destroying the climate. They yeah. think that this is a racist country where nobody can get ahead. That's ridiculous. This is the greatest country for opportunity where everybody is protected yeah. and their property so they can get out there Berkeley every day and get after Berkeley has killed it. American exceptionalism. Yeah. They really, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? This is, honestly, I feel sorry for parents. Maybe they are left-wingers themselves and think Berkeley is right, but if you send your kid to get educated at Berkeley and, and he or solution. she leaves thinking, gee, I could be so offended by a speaker I don't agree with. I need counseling. I mean, how about get a job and just anyway. So that is happening. The exact quote from the goofball student was, we are deeply concerned about the impact some speakers may have on individual sense of safety oh, and belonging. Really? No one should be made to feel threatened or harassed simply because of who they are or what they are for what they believe. I think that's actually how conservatives feel. Bill harassed Hillary by- <laughs> and Bill and <laughs> I mean well, I, I would you know I, I have to even listen to Hillary's voice. I should get have to get counseling for free from the taxpayers. Anyway, serious I, I feel honest that Mari on a serious note, I love your point. Both you rank this point. It is outrageous that colleges implant in these students the notion that you are being harassed because you actually had to listen to something you didn't like and or didn't agree with. Okay, another really quickie: uh, a University of Mississippi is that the Ole Miss? Is that what? You, okay, I think, so. I think it's yeah. Ole Miss. Okay, they had a Greek weekend. They had a Greek life camping retreat sponsored by the university, and was uh, all these Greek groups, you know, yes. the sorority, sororities, fraternities and sororities, yeah. yeah. And they went for the retreat. But when they arrived, they discovered that someone had put a discarded, like trash, banana peel in a tree somewhere near the retreat. So the entire retreat was canceled because the there were some black students who claimed that they felt like it was cut short Saturday after three black students discovered the banana peel in this tree in front of one of the camp's cabins. And so... They had the rest of the retreat was discussing, you know, uh, symbolism and uh, triggering and being and being threatened and racism and white supremacism, and blah, blah. Well, anyway, some poor kid who's a senior finally stepped up and said, look, you know what? I ate a banana. I couldn't find a trash can. So I just put in the tree because, you know, it's natural. To, you know, it's, it's organic. 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 Thank you. I couldn't think of He's trying word. to be green. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but I mean, this is the kind of stuff you talk about kids just taught to believe that around every corner is a racist and a homophobe and a xenophobe and something phobe, Islamophobe. And these kids had a, what probably would have been a cool weekend, you know, turned into yet another uh, left-wing statement. snowflake festival yes yes no it's and it's ridiculous too i'm sorry i am asian and we eat more bananas we create them yes we do i mean it's part of our i mean we. we i'm kind of offended you said that yes i I know i know i know i know it's offensive it's in my humble opinion (laughs) okay well i mean i just i I think these stories and more people can tell them laugh at them point out for these students what's so absurd about what they're thinking the better for america honestly these kids Going home and telling mom and dad, we had this great weekend plan talking about, you know, we're going to, whatever they're going to plan, probably their social life for the year, what events and what kind of community service projects. Because the sororities and fraternities actually do nice community service projects. Instead, we had to talk about white supremacy. The other thing I want to say, Debbie, is uh, where's the gratitude? Children don't learn gratitude about the sacrifices that have enabled their rights and the, this great country to grow and be the economic powerhouse it is. They need to have a sense of, my God, when you're born in the United States, 
You've won the lottery. You're not better than anybody else. But this form of government where people have rights and elect their leaders has led to the most powerful economic powerhouse for good in the world. Be grateful every day of your life and get after it. And you know what else? If you think, if you recognize that Mari is saying, all these ideas that made America the most prosperous, stable, abundant country on earth, safest, most secure, most civil society, these ideas, America does not own a uh, patent on them. They no. are, they, we do not, we don't have a core in the market. Any other country in the world could also embrace their founding ideas and build a better country than they, than they currently have. And this is really important to understand because we did not, it's not white supremacism or any other stupid idea that created America's greatness, any other stupid liberal idea. It is the ideas of America, and we can't export them. Okay, we've got to wrap it up here tonight. I want to thank you for tuning in, America. Can we talk? Thank Greg Lindemood for a wonderful job on the boards. As always, have my clips ready. My right view roundtable, Mari Sullivan, Jenny McGarry. I also want to urge you to go to the America Can We Talk YouTube page. It is so beautifully organized by Carrie Kellerman. Love to have you come and see that page. You can see our interviews, our first fives, all sorts of good stuff. And you know what? When you do, you feel inspired that you can speak up for America because America is going to be sustained, protected, and perpetuated because people like you speak up for America as we do here every week on America Can We Talk. Come back every week and speak up for America. Thank you for listening to America Can We Talk with Debbie Georgiatis. To learn more or to contact Debbie, go to americacanwetalk.org. America Can We Talk, truth about America. America.